everybody. Yes, yes. We are back on the Paid Search Podcast after a couple weeks away. Thank you for sticking with us. This is the Paid Search Podcast. We are back on the saddle and we are here to give you the whole minnow. My name is Jason Rothman. As always, I am joined by a guy who was never an official cast member, but he did appear in a couple episodes of a real world season my reality tv star buddy the great chris schaefer chris welcome home buddy jason my bleeding eardrums are very glad to hear a solid yes from you i can i feel like i'm back on episode two and three you know when i when i told you jason i feel like the show needs more energy you know that was like the yell of somebody who was full of energy and excited i'm glad we had the break i'm glad to be back and I'm glad to know that the energy is strong with Jason and that it's uh, it's going to be another good discussion about AdWords. I was going to yeah. share all my stories. You know, I, my first idea, Jason, was that I just talk about my vacation the entire episode. But I bet you honestly had that idea. I bet you <laughs> honestly were sitting on the plane ride home going, you know, you know, it'd be interesting. Telling everyone what me and my wife had for dinner yeah, every night just Because I, I have it all in my notes here about every day here. I have pictures that I was going to share, you know, and everything. But Jason, you nixed that. So I guess instead we'll talk about AdWords, which is, I guess, why people... And you don't want to get into the real world? Uh, no, that's absolutely... That's in the black box. My time on the real okay. world was, uh, was very shameful. Well, Chris, I've got some good news. We now are a sponsored podcast, so I just want to... Take a second and thank our sponsor, Directive Consulting. They are the go-to business-to-business and enterprise search marketing agency. So if you have very large campaigns, a large business, and you want someone to guide you through the overall search marketing space, Directive Consulting, directiveconsulting.com, and we thank them for being today's sponsor. Now, Chris, as we get into this show, we are going to talk about bids and bid management. And last episode, we just had a regular conversation, two guys talking about the options with bids. And today we're going to talk about how we use those options and what we do day to day, week to week, month to month, maybe year to year. Do you only manage some campaigns once a year? Just kidding, Chris. (laughs) But first, I want to talk about just something we didn't talk about yet before the show. And I just want to take a second to talk about the two advertising things in the world. You got Facebook, you got Google. Mm. Facebook stock, anyone paying attention as we record, this is down 20% today or 18% or whatever. Wow. They are taking a shellacking based on all this uh, privacy stuff and tightening up the targeting and uh, user engagement and people, how often they log on and stuff. So that's interesting. You know, what's funny, Chris, down 18%, everyone says it's a nightmare day. They're still up on the year. Or over the course of one year, they're still yeah. their stock is still up. That's how much it's gone up. You know, over vacation, I spent some time with loved ones, and I convinced two people to delete their Facebook <laughs> app off of their phone, and they did it. And then, like a few days later, they were like, "Chris, wow. I'm so much happier without Facebook." You know, they were like, "You know, my time used, you know, just sitting around. I don't look at the pictures and the drama, and all. they were so much happier." So I'm doing my part. Wow. I'm doing my part to keep it real. So You know you know what's crazy? Facebook, maybe it's down today. They're going to be fine. They'll make a ton of money, whatever. But when it comes to the privacy issue, Chris, 
I just feel like us and everyone listening to the show is in a good spot because at the end of the day, when it comes to Google, we can have all the privacy controls in place and they're going to have more regulations as we go on. And Europe just did a big thing. But at the end of the day, we always are going to type what we want in the Google search engine and see ads based on that. Yeah. So the whole privacy control thing, we're waving the white flag. We're saying, hey, as long as you keep our data anonymous and don't track us individually, we're going to type words into the keyword search engine and you're going to run ads on it and they're going to be relevant ads. So I just think long term, we're in a good boat here. But that said, Chris, there's big news as we record this. Google AdWords is officially retired now. Everything is about Google ads. Everything is about the new interface. Anything you want to tell the people out there, anything to worry about, or is it pretty much business as usual? Um, the new logo is kind of cool, but there's nothing else. Google ads dropped the ball. That's what I always see. Have you seen the, the new graphic they came up with? Like I like the logo. It, like, yeah. it like closes up, you know, snaps together in a little circle, and then suddenly a little ball pops down, and then it's like, Google ads. So it's like, you know. Google yeah. Ads drops the ball. That's kind of the message I got. Google Ads drops the words, Google Ads. But yeah, for me, nothing's really changed, Chris. It's still no. business as Same usual. Same thing. And I know the it's going to be weird. Like, should we name our show about AdWords or Google Ads or whatever? But at the end of the day, I kind of like the Google Ads. And if we're sitting here in 20 years and it's been Google Ads since then, I think that's the way most common people who aren't in the business who want to advertise think about it. They want yeah. to get their ad on Google. So I think it's a it's a big change and it's a risk obviously, but I like it. I think it simplifies it. AdWords is it's so technical, you know? Yeah, I, when I tell people I work in AdWords, they're like, "What?" and I'm like, "That's Google." Oh, I mean, they never make the connection. So it makes sense. It's a right. logical name change. It's not like what was uh, Netflix to Quickster? Is that what it was back in the day? You know, it's just not that's not a logical change, but AdWords to Google Ads makes sense. I I'm, I'm with them. Okay, well, if we were face-to-face -face in person, this would be the part of the small talk conversation. I'd get uncomfortable, start yep. looking down, yep. and then find an excuse to leave. Break so, eye uh, contact. Let's yep. get into talking about stuff we know how to talk about. So, Chris, <laughs> bid management. I, I just want to do a little role-playing with your wife. I just want to do a little <laughs> role-playing with you is what I meant. And what I want to do is you're the great Chris Schaefer. You're the celebrity you're one of the best AdWords no, managers no. on the planet. You're you're the guy no. that Jason looked up to when looked, he was climbing up the mountain. Looked up to. I think, Jason, you've <laughs> ascended the mountain. I was watching an old episode, and you used to talk like that. But now I think yeah. you've reached that pinnacle with me. We are together. I think so. We're holding I think hands so. together strongly on the mountain. If you want to think so. Yep. Okay. Okay. So, Chris, <laughs> let's do a little role playing here. Okay. And you're the great Chris Schaefer. I own a... Um, let me think of a good one here. I own a tanning salon. Okay. Okay. And I'm going to hire you to manage my AdWords. And we're having a conversation about what I pay you each month and what I pay for the services. So we all know about building the campaigns, managing and testing ads, uh, search terms, finding new keywords, finding negative keywords. But get to the part of the conversation where you talk about bids. What do you do... How often do you do it? What's your go-to choice? It's probably manual with enhanced CPC. But trying to explain to me as a customer, like, why do bids matter? What do you do? How often do you do it? Do you only look at it once a month? Do you look at it every day? What does the bid section look like when you're doing your work? 
Yeah, so um, with bids, you're absolutely right. Manual is the only way that I go for new campaigns starting. Uh, with anything beyond manual is after the fact. After a campaign has been running and I see that they have a very high conversion rate, something I think AdWords can optimize even better using some conversion automated uh, bidding, but that's always after manual bidding. Okay, so let's get that clear. So manual bidding is always first. And the reason I use manual bidding is because, as we talked about, manual bidding is the ability to control the buckets of AdWords. There's the bucket of, you know, the the high funnel, not as good quality type of stuff, but you can capture some of those broad terms that may not convert well, but you can pay cheap, right? You can get for maybe 50 cents or a dollar or $2. How to get Tanner. Yeah. Best tanning method. Right. And then we get to the high-end stuff. And the high-end stuff is the stuff that I can control, what we would call high-quality traffic, stuff you're willing. Someone types tanning salon near me, that's the stuff you're willing to pay $5 for. You know, I don't know how much that stuff is, but I assume it's a, you know, well, let me, let me since I'm paying you money as the client, let me uh, have my right to interrupt here. Sure. As of course, people sir. Often do on please, the phone. please do. Um, you, you talk about manual. Okay. People are listening out there. That's great, Chris. You're awesome at your job. You know, all the things in your head that you can't verbalize because you're such a pro, but if it's manual and you're starting manual, Say you've never done a tanning salon before. I don't think that's a stretch. Uh, just kidding. Yeah, no, it's, I'm probably it's not. Paler. I have it. You're correct, um, sir. Thank you, sir. Yeah, say, say you've never done a tanning salon. How do you know what those keywords are? Where oh. would you start with your manual bids? What an excellent question. So I've found, Jason, I'm going to throw this out here. This is something I don't think I've ever shared live. I've shared this in my training before, uh, but this is not something I've ever shared on the podcast about how I get those starting numbers. But first... I want to read a quick note here about Directive Consulting. Directive Consulting is a B2B agency that works with search marketing. They recently worked with a company. It's a clear company, which is an HR company. Okay, This HR company needed qualified traffic. In 12 months, Directive Consulting was able to take their lead volume up 200%. And... This is not because Clear Company, this HR company they were working with, is any different than any of our listeners. If you are in need of an agency that can provide results like this, this is something they can do for you as well. And here's what they can offer. Go to directiveconsulting.com and get a free custom proposal just for your company. This is a custom proposal. So it's especially designed for your needs in your industry and in your company. And they can offer this to you, our listeners, if you go to directiveconsulting.com. So Jason, what I do to get my rough numbers started is I do this. I start off with raw keywords. And when I say raw, I mean broad keywords. These broad keywords are special because they actually show minimum bid numbers immediately. I've found that this works specifically on broad. So here's how it looks. Take a blank ad group, put some ad copy into the ad group. And and then once the ad copy's in there and you put uh, some broad keywords in, add five, six, seven, 10 keywords, broad keywords. And we're talking about tanning salon, Minnesota 
or let's be more specific, Tanning Salon, Dallas. Duluth. Duluth. There you go. Thank you. A very, we're talking town, you know, put a town, geographic term that people would use in their search. Okay. Put broad terms in like that. So maybe three words in each keyword, something a little more specific, not one word, not just tanning. Okay. You, what you'll see is that there will be a minimum bid number for that. But if you change that to phrase, it's not always the case. It doesn't always show minimum bid required. And it just, it, it just say pending. It won't necessarily give you a minimum bid suggestion. So that's often how I find my starting point is it'll say, okay, minimum bid wow. of $2 required. It's a hack that I've seen work at the broad keyword level. And it's, it's a good way to get an idea. Do not take those numbers entirely, literally just use that as a baseline. If it says $2, start with $2 as your baseline. You'll put in broad keywords, you'll put a bid of a dollar, 10 cents, whatever, just something in there that's low. And then under the keyword, right under it, like in small print, it'll say below minimum bid of, boom. Yeah, well, not under it, but over to the right-hand column. The right-hand column will say the bid. Okay, so you're looking at the column, the the column minimum bid. Minimum bid, yeah, the warning. And you're saying, so, so, okay, oh, I, I should gotcha. have been I should have been more clear. Always put your bids at one cent to start off. Put that ad group. So you get that. So you get that status warning. So you always get that status warning. Thank you. Yeah, you're right. I did not clarify. So you put your entire ad group default is one cent, and then gotcha. Are the lowest you know denomination that you can get for your country that you're working in, and then and then from once you see the numbers, then you if they say the minimum is three dollars, then maybe you'll add you'll start adding like three to five dollar bids. Or right. Whatever. And if it says fifteen, then you know you've got a little something to work with there. You know you're going to have to okay. be a little creative. You've hit on something that's going to be much more expensive. Um, so this is something I've done before. I think it if people are out there kind of guessing where to start, like you said. I think that's a pretty solid way to get some good answers that I don't think there's any direct way to get that number with any current tools that I can. Think. Yeah. Yeah. You can try adding those columns, the top of page bid, see if the data loads in. You can call Google, ask for help. I bet they'd probably tell you to start on automated if you're just not sure. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but Chris, you're confident in, in the manual bids and you're confident on, you have a process for finding a starting level. So once you found that starting level, uh, you set your bids, a couple days go by, and now let's get into, let's assume you found your right level where you're in position one to position four, shown at the top of the page, spending your budget. How often do you quote unquote manage manual bids? Um, and what does that process look like? Well, I'll tell you for me, it's not something that I change. I, I want to hear from you, Jason, because uh, I don't want to share all the secrets here. Got to sure. you know lift the skirt a little on your end, but I don't necessarily change bids until I see a difference in the traffic quality. Okay, so either that's going to be conversions, or that's going okay. to be quality of traffic based on search terms or click through rate or something like that. Some type of indication. That's when I'm going to start making decisions about bids. So if I set everything to $3 and then keyword A has a conversion and the click-through rate's a little bit higher than average and the search queries look pretty solid. They look right on track with what your tanning salon would want. And then I look at keyword B, no conversions. And that's not a big difference. One versus zero is not a huge difference. But the click-through rate's a little lower. Maybe the search terms aren't quite as qualified as I would like them to be. That would be a decision I would make about pulling bids down for that lower, for, for keyword B to be specific, and maybe bringing keyword A up 
creating a distance between those two because that's how I communicate to Google that this keyword A is more important than keyword B is through your bidding. That's how you communicate it with you put your money where your mouth is basically. So what do you think? I imagine you probably have a scheduled or a process that you do. Well, so do you look at the account weekly to check for bids or? Sure. It's not always something that needs adjusting on a weekly basis, but... Uh, yeah, I think that's that's a point to make. For an account spending one to 5000 a month, you might go two to three weeks and not have a need to make drastic changes because you just don't have that conversion. Data. And sometimes I don't even make bids at the keyword or ad group level. Sometimes, like you know, I adjust bids at device level or uh, demographic right. level or um, you know something like that. So it may not even be in the keyword itself. It might be differences I'm seeing between mobile and desktop and tablet. So if, if you're not seeing right. changes, it's not always because the keyword needs to be adjusted. Yeah, once you have your kind of account running the way you're, you're comfortable with, my process is a weekly process. So it's kind of a modified weekly. I always monitor the bids weekly and I look at the results of the keywords and the devices and the demographics now and the audience overlays, something we have to pay attention to. But do I make drastic changes every week? I probably don't. I usually need more data to justify a decision. So I look at everything weekly, and then I look for things that stand out. So one of the things I like to do is look for what I call problem keywords, Chris. That's when I go back maybe 30 days of data, but you can still do this weekly or bi-weekly. I look for keywords, I sort by the spend column. I look for keywords that are eating up spend that either have no conversions or a super high cost per conversion. And those are my quote unquote problem keywords. The reason I like zeroing in on those is because they're the ones eating up the budget because you're sorted by cost. And if you see that they're hurting you, you can catch it and make things better overall. So if I have like a moving keyword that spent $250, the average cost per conversion is 40 and this has one conversion at $250, I'm either going to pause that keyword or severely lower the bid. I also look at like devices in that weekly range. And then even though I'm looking weekly, Chris, I'm always kind of blowing back the data to monthly to try to get a better feel of, um, is it just a one week issue going on or is it a full kind of month issue? But I look at those problem keywords, Chris, from that point, I also look at the winning keywords. I also sort by conversion volume to show me the keywords with the most conversions. Usually if they're getting a lot of conversions, they probably have a decent or good cost per conversion. So then what I'm looking there, I'm looking for lots of conversions combined with a position less than 1.0, lower than 1.0. Mm -hmm. And if the position is less than 1.0, that means I can show up higher if I bid higher. And if I'm looking at keywords that are getting a lot of conversions with good cost per conversions, I want to get more aggressive on those. So my process is basically looking at the worst keywords, the problem keywords, sorting by cost, looking for keywords with bad cost per conversions or no conversions, then alternatively sorting by conversions, looking for pretty much all keywords with conversions over that time period, combined with a good cost per conversion and a position that's not 1.0. If it's 1.0, why raise the bid? You're already at the top. If it's lower than 1.0, you've got room to go up. So that's kind of my weekly process. It's not too complicated, uh, but for me, Chris, it gets the job done. Now, when I do you, do you think there's anything more to that or do you think that's well, okay that it's that simple? What I'm wondering is how confident are you that one week is enough? Well, 
let, let me let me clarify. I'm doing all this with a very light touch. So if I see a keyword that has a bad cost per conversion over this week, I'm not touching the bid until I look back at 14 days, at 30 days, at 60 days, and getting a feel for how that keyword has done. You can use filters to look at like the cost per click over time for that keyword to see if it's changed. But I just, it's kind of my starting point is the one week time. But most of the time, Chris, if you look at one week on a thousand to 5,000 a month account, no keyword's going to have a bad cost per conversion because the cost is going to be spread out over a bunch of keywords. So every week I might get in there and drop it back to 30 days. You would bet pretty heavy on the once a week time mark for bidding. I would, but I'm not based. I check once a week, but I'm not looking at one week of data. Does that make sense? <laughs> yeah, I get you. I'm oh, oh, I got you. I got you. I got you. Yeah. You know, I'm not confident in, in one week's worth of data. I'm confident checking it weekly, looking at 30 days of data. And if you want to talk about 30 days of data, Chris, I'll bet a Chick-fil-A on that any go. day of the week. There you go. <laughs> All right. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but I, yeah, Chris, dude, I, I get in there once a week just to, so you're on top of it. But I pretty much, I'm always pushing that look back at 30 days data. Do you think that's a good process, Chris? Looking at the winners, looking at the losers, oh, and yeah. kind of adjusting things on the extremes? I like that you said that you sort by spend. Because here's what you a lot of people may not realize. If you sort based on cost per conversion only, Google has this nasty or habit. Or even clicks. Or even, yeah, or even clicks. If you sort by cost per conversion, Google has this nasty habit of showing zero for these keywords that have no conversions and a whole bunch of spins. So you can spend $900 on one keyword and have zero conversions. And it says cost per conversion is zero. Well, not really. It's not really zero. I mean, you've spent money on that. So it would, right. you would ignore these keywords that have you know horrendous spin volumes and um, you know, don't have any way to really gauge that it's doing poorly. So I like the spend. I think that's important. I think that looking at problem keywords and good keywords both is incredibly important. And what we're saying here is that we're talking about conversions. We're not talking about sorting things by click-through rate and then adjusting bids. I, I hear a lot of people get confused. Just to be clear, Jason and I are talking about metrics that are measurable to the success of a keyword, and that is not impression volume. That's not click-through rate. That's not even necessarily quality score. These are things we don't talk about a lot because these are not decisions that we base for success and failure of a campaign. I have plenty of campaigns that have like 1% click-through rate, but do great. They're successful, and your click-through rate is not a measurement of that. Yeah. Chris, I think I think if we had a main message uh, for this episode, how we manage bids, just a real talk conversation, I think the big takeaway would be focus on that both of us put our focus on conversions, mm-hmm. conversion data. That's what we use to help us guide our bidding. And now that you bring it up, when I've done training and when I've talked to clients, it's, there's just so many data points that for whatever reason, different people get hung up on and are attracted to. And if you had to take a a survey of all AdWords advertisers, I bet hmm. that managing bids prioritized by conversion data is just one of the things on the list. And some people do clicks. Some people do click-through rate. Some people do, as we've seen recently with our questions and comments, they like managing their bids by match types. Yeah. Um, you know, <laughs> yeah. it's like, it's so common sense to me and you, like this is just what I've always been attracted to with managing bids is, okay, what is the freaking goal here? It's to get leads and make money. Yeah. 
where is that represented in Google AdWords? It's represented in the conversion column. So what am I going to use to make my bidding decisions, conversions? I think that's a big takeaway. Would you say, because Jason, I mean, I look at a lot of accounts and I know you do too. Not as many as me, but I, you know, you look at a few. So would you say that someone who doesn't have conversions is not able to properly manage their bids? Would you, I mean, would you turn that over and say that, you know, a lack of conversion data, because you know, well, as well as I do, that a lot of people just, if there's one message this podcast talks about, it's the fact that you need conversion tracking. I mean, everything we talk about is based on conversion tracking, but I look at so many accounts that don't have it. So would you say that it's it's almost a loss to have manual bidding set and adjust things on a weekly or daily or, you know, over management of it when you don't even have conversion data? Okay. You know, I work with a lot of movers. Chris, I got an interesting call this week from a moving company um, who became a client. They said, actually, I called someone else and told them I was a mover. And they said, oh, you need to call Jason Rothman mm. and Rothman PPC. Mm-hmm. He lit, so whoever this was listens to our show. Wow. Knows I'm the king of movers. <laughs> he waved the white flag. He did the right thing. And he said, you know what, sir? I, I could take your business. I'm, I'm ready for a new client. But you know what? I'm going to do the right thing. I'm going to tell you to call Rothman PPC because you're a mover. That's what the mover said. Wow. Um, so to that listener out there, thank you for doing the right thing. And, and better yet, you should thank yourself for doing the right thing and being a good person. <laughs> so, Chris... You know, I work with a lot of movers and movers are not known for their websites or their website skill set, right? Right. So I do have a lot of accounts, despite my best efforts, where we're not tracking, Chris. We're not tracking lead forms Mm -hmm. because the client can't get the lead form updated to the right way. We're not tracking website calls because the client can't get the code added. Or their website's so bad and their forms are so unattractive that people just call a phone number and that client does not want to show a tracking phone number on their site. So you have no way of tracking conversions. I'm completely with you. Yeah. Yeah. I run into that where clients get scared of the tracking number and not knowing how long it lasts, even though it's probably not an issue. Mm-hmm. And they don't want to track. So I actually run into this a lot, Chris. And I would say there's probably not a person or agency better on the planet at managing an account without conversion data flying blind than I am. Because I have to do it a lot. So your question was, is it fundamental are you able to manage bids without conversion data? You are, but I would say it's it's something that's lower on the priority list. And here's the here's the tip, Chris, to people who are running or managing AdWords accounts without conversion data and they're trying to figure out their bids. It's all about search terms, Chris. You have to get the search terms right, see high quality search terms, and then you just have to hope that they're converting because that's all you can do. Yeah. If you don't have conversions, you can't play around with pure broad keywords. You can't mess around with display too much mm. because that stuff can blow up your data and you won't know it because you're not tracking anything. So the best way to just really guarantee success, focus on two things. Focus on the search terms, get those right. And then from there, Chris, what you focus on is the volume of clicks. Because if every keyword, Chris, is giving you good search terms, then it becomes about getting the most clicks possible. And at that point, Chris, I'm not doing so much keyword to keyword bidding. I'm doing more device level bidding Mm -hmm. or demographic bidding. And I'm looking at mobile and I'm saying, okay, our position is 1.2. We're spending the full budget. All of our search terms are great. I bet if we just lower the bids on mobile and get position 1.8, our cost per click is going to go down. We're going to get more clicks overall. 
and we're going to get more leads because we're getting more clicks overall for the budget. So when I don't have conversion data, I'm focusing on volume because I know all my search terms are right. I'm focusing on getting search terms right. Once you cross that box, then focus on volume. And that's all you can do when you're flying blind without conversions. Yeah. Yeah. And I think you make a good point there. If you don't have conversion data, it's very easy to get hooked on just keyword volume uh, or click volume, I should say. Then it's a game of just numbers. What can get you the most thing? I think you made a very good point. Doing broad keyword testing is a no-no if you don't have conversion tracking in place. Um, right. Doing a lot of the stuff that we talk about is certainly, you certainly would, would not want to do automated bidding because then you're allowing the automated system to uh, make choices for you about what's valuable and not valuable to your campaign. So I would go so far as to say that uh, non-conversion tracking campaigns should not be on automated bidding. Make some intelligent decisions on your end about what keywords should be bid higher. I mean, Chris... You can do maximize clicks and and probably get the most clicks possible. But at the same time, when you don't have conversions, I do like doing manual still because you can manage those bids. You can manage the device bids and see your positions go down while you're still spending your full budget. See your cost per click go down and you can find that point where it's like, okay, this is as low as I can go with position and cost per click bids and still spend the full budget. Yeah. So, Chris... I think the main point here is is how to manage manual bids. I think there's a couple points that we both agree on and do our work this way. We check things weekly. Check your keyword data weekly. Check your device data weekly. Check your demographics, your audience overlays weekly. But when you're making decisions, maybe look back at a larger amount of data for the average size account. Look back at 30 days to get a better feel. Focus on conversions and focus on things that are actually affecting that cost per conversion and conversion volume. On the bad side, focus on cost. Look for keywords that have a lot of cost with not a lot of conversions. And you can't get that if you sort by cost per conversion because you'll miss your zeros. So sort by cost. On the positive side, sort by conversions. Look for good-looking conversions uh, or good-looking keywords that get a lot of conversions and get more aggressive on them if you can go up with your cost per conversion. Device is a tool you can use. Audience and uh, demographics are tools you can use. Chris, I think the final thing here is how do you know how much to move a bid by and how, how does that process work for you? I'll tell you how it works for me. When it comes to the actual keyword bids, my go-to strategy lately has been to highlighting a keyword or multiple keywords, depending if I want to increase or decrease them by the same. I click on edit and then I click on increase or decrease max CPC by X percentage And if I need to make a big change, I'll make a big percentage change. If I want to make a slight change, I'll do 10% or something like that. I don't ever find myself changing bids by like 1% or 4% or anything like that. Usually the minimum is 10%. If I really have a problem or a real good scenario, I'll do 50%. Um, But I like that percentage option just because it takes the math out of my mind. And I don't have to look at a keyword bid that's $11.20 and go, oh, if I want to bid this up by 20 cents, what would that be? And then have to think about that. So I just, I use that percentage tool. How do you go about actually making those changes? I like the percentage. I do the percentage as well. A lot of times in bulk, I will grab, you know, an entire ad group. And if that ad group has individual keyword bids on each of the keywords in that ad group, 
I'll highlight that entire thing and say increase by 30% or decrease by 30%, you know, so I can kind of move that whole group together. Or I'll sort and filter things and say, move this group A inside of this ad group, you know, up 30, and then group B inside that ad group that doesn't perform as well, you know, dropping that 10 or 20%. So uh, I do the percentage as well. But then I found that sometimes it's just faster without using the interface tools to just click the manual bid on the keyword itself. And if it says $3, I'll just bump it up to four. I do that a lot too, Chris. And and that's the point of the show and the point of the story about bids that we can't pass on to people. There's a lot of feel when it comes to bids. Yeah. And I, I do that a lot too. I don't just use the percentage thing, but that's hard to basically say, you know, anything on besides it works for us knowing like bidding the way we want to bid. I want to put a point on this because it's important that you don't get caught up on the numbers. This is a little nerdy here and we're at the end of the show. So, you know, this is a good little nugget for those of you that hung all the way to the end. I want to explain something very quickly. When you put $3 as a bid and then you increase it to four, you might think, well, what if someone else is bidding four? I need to put 401. Okay, let's clarify something. The auction is not based on your bid. The auction is based on ad rank, which is a multiplication of your bid times your quality score. So do not get hung up on whether you should put $4 or $4.11 or $4 and, you know, two cents or something like that. Do not get hung up on the specific numbers. We're we're putting a number there in because that number is going to be multiplied by a quality score number, which will not leave it to be as even as you think it is. You don't have that finite control. You can adjust half of your ad rank. You can adjust the bid side. You cannot manually adjust quality score. So forget about making this into a precision decision. I don't know. just came up with that, but I love that. Screw your precision decisions about bids and just go with the gut. Just change it a little bit, you know, bump it a dollar and see what happens. Bump it a quarter and see what happens. It's not the end of the world and it's not going to be quite as precise. And the reality is if I, I wish I could reveal a black box to everyone and say, listen, here's all the gears and AdWords. Do you think you changing one nut inside of this huge gearbox is going to affect things that much? It's a bunch of changes. There's all kinds of little things you can do. It's complex. It's difficult. It's not a mono type of relationship. It's a huge disparity of different gears and all kinds of things. So I think I think that's a great point. But when you're doing your bids and you're punching in new bids manually, and and you're a little hesitant to just go with the number, I want you to hear my voice in your head. Just try it out. I just want you to think about that. Just just try it out. Try it out, and you'll try it out because there's really Chris. There's no downside. You're going to get more data. You can always change it back. It's very easy to change back if you went too high or whatever. And my last message, Chris, don't be afraid to pause a keyword. That's always an option, by the way, okay? You can always pause a keyword and and let uh, the other keywords have a chance. So, Chris, that is our episode on how we manage manual bids. There's a little bit to it, but once you have that little bit down and the way to think about it, it, it's not that complicated. So I want to thank our sponsor, Directive Consulting. Uh, Guys, support people who support this show, so uh, just check them out. We appreciate it. So, yeah, so, Chris... uh, It's good to have you back. It's good to get back in the groove of things. Um, Any hot tubbing on this vacation? Uh, No. No? No, no hot tubbing. But I just, yeah, I just want to say again, Jason, uh, I'm glad to be here. I'm glad to be talking to my best internet friend that I have. And it's great to be able to talk to somebody and 
you know, your little prison cell that you have, because he works out of a prison cell if you don't see him. I can see him, but you guys can't see him. Uh, he's in a prison cell. It's really sad. All right, I want to tell you a little story about Clear Company. This is an HR tech company, and they were doing a lot of things right. Their messaging was clear, their product produced incredible results, but they were struggling to drive qualified traffic to their website. Then they found Directive Consulting, a B2B search marketing agency. Within the first 12 months of working with Directive, Clear Company was able to increase their qualified lead volume by 200%. I have a hunch that Directive can get these kind of results for you too. So head over to directiveconsulting.com and request a totally free custom proposal. That's directiveconsulting.com.